Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business news podcast from Business and Vancouver Newspaper and BIV.com. I'm Tyler Orton. On today's show, Trez Capital Senior Vice President Eric Horry, he's going to offer his insights into trends going on with commercial real estate sector here in Greater Vancouver. We focus a lot on residential. He's going to lend his thoughts into what's going on on the commercial side it's actually a bit of a different animal, and there's a lot of constraints that we often don't think about. But before we get there, I want to tell you about a few events going on at BIV. First up, it's Cannabis 2.0. That's May 22nd at the Shangri-La Hotel. It's going to be important, especially with edibles becoming legal later on this year. And this is going to be all about the B2B angle here. And on May 14th, I'll be moderating an expert panel examining the phenomenon of money laundering in British Columbia and the possible policy and measures that can be taken to minimize its impact. Peter Juren, he's the author of the Money Laundering Report for BC's Attorney General. He's going to be among those experts, so I recommend everybody come out. For more information on all those events, go to BIV.com slash events. Now, let's go ahead and speak to Eric Horry. And with us now to dive into the region's commercial real estate sector, it is Eric Horry. He is Senior Vice President, Trez Capital. Eric, thanks for joining us on the show today. Perfect. Thank you. My pleasure. So you talk to somebody on the street, and it seems as if everyone has an opinion on residential real estate, and we know that it's in a bit of a rough patch for sellers right now. But I want to talk about commercial real estate. There's a new report that came out from Avis and Young and revealed that commercial real estate in the region is dropping uh, year over year between 2017 and 2018. But what is your opinion on the trajectory moving forward for 2019? How is your sector looking for this year? Well, define commercial real estate. Is it um, you know industrial office or is this multifamily residential or sort of all of the above? Well, I, let's go with the industrial because I think that's what uh, pops out okay. to a lot of people here. I mean, industrial, it's it's no secret that we have uh, a land shortage uh, in Metro Vancouver based on geography. You've got mountains, you've got water, you've got policy-induced limiting uh, land use for industrial with the ALR. So those things considered, we've got very limited land to build out inventory. Um, and I think it was CBRE that recently uh, came out a month or two ago and even forecast that we might run out of industrial land in the next two or three years, which I think is a bit of an extreme perspective. We'll, we'll find a way, whether it's zoning or policy, to, to find additional room for industrial. But that being said, in the near term, I certainly think that we're going to continue to see uh, demand outstrip supply, and that will weigh down, or, or I should say put pressure, upward pressure, uh, on uh, rental rates. One of the things that I think about, though, is I'll use residential as a jumping off point here, mm-hmm. because we did have, say, government, government-induced kind of mechanisms, whether we're talking about like the stress test or we're talking about foreign buyers tax. We have seen the government willing to intervene in that side of the sector. Are there concerns within your industry that if, say, commercial gets too white hot and there's additional pressures on that side of things, that we could have government intervention in your side of the industry? I would be surprised. Um... As much as you know, we're, we're in a policy-induced recession on the residential housing side of things. You know, I, I I'd be loath to see the the government uh, intervene on the uh, the industrial side. Um, 
I mean, the it's a job creating asset class. It creates tax base for the government, and governments tend to get it wrong from a policy perspective. What um, you know, their their stated outcome of the policy ends up not being what actually occurs in practice. And I think, or hopefully, the government's smart enough to acknowledge that trying to either limit or increase supply on the, the industrial side, uh, it leads to a, a number of unforeseen consequences, whether it's speculation. So if you're trying to, to increase supply or, you know, it might result in speculators coming in the market. So, you know, I, I'd, uh, I, I would, uh, I would be surprised to see it. So uh, the big one or the only real policy tool, I think, uh, would be to remove land from the LR, but that, would be political suicide for any local or provincial government. So I don't see that happening. From a zoning perspective, are we going to see two or three uh, story stacked industrial? We're starting to see it. I believe there's a, um, a project that I think it's PC Urban is doing in East Vancouver that uh, will be two or three floors of industrial. And I think that's the real policy solution is additional density uh, for industrial to allow uh, better use of our existing and very limited land base. I, I'm also con- uh, w- I recall speaking to an urban planner, I think it was about a year ago, and we were talking about the constraints that the region is feeling with regards to industrial land right now. And, and I know he's going at it from, say, his perspective as an uh, kind of an urban planner, but are there concerns maybe amongst clients that you speak to about what the constraints might be on transportation networks if we have, you know, all kind of the industrial land kind of crammed into specified areas? Is it going to create more constraints moving forward on a lot of potential clients that would be moving into these areas? We've not seen it yet. Uh, You know, if anything, the government, the liberal government, provincially had a fairly good track record at improving, you know, the infrastructure and transportation network in the lower mainland. So many of the bridges were were placed, etc., you know, I think we're still seeing the benefit of that in the market. How long is that going to sustain us in, in location decisions on the industrial? I don't know. It, well, it is going to be interesting uh, moving forward, just with regards to, as you mentioned, you know, the constraints that we have here. But one of the other kind of curious things that uh, I know people are talking about, and maybe I'll get your opinion on this, but Vancouver City Hall, they have a recent shift from, you know, say, commercial property tax onto residential owners. And I'm wondering if something like this could actually induce more sales with regards to your side of the business here, if we say that there's less of a burden on potential commercial owners. Do you think this is going to have any impact uh, moving forward? I really see that tax is benefiting very small, call it mom or or, or pop businesses, uh, especially on the, uh, the retail side of things. And I you know, I don't see that trickling down in our side of the business. Um, I think it's going to have very little impact on sort of the larger industrial and, and retail tenants. Um, I think the media uh, called it the, you know, they'd made analogy to, to Walmart getting a discount uh, on their property tax bill for any location they might have in Vancouver. And uh, I don't see the policy uh, being rolled out that way, I'd be very surprised. I think they, they will uh, cater it. I would, wouldn't be surprised if they don't cater it specifically to small business owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll call it your, you know, the corner coffee shop or whatever, whatever it is that, uh, you know, is not 
call it a, a regional or more international tenant. Uh, I think that's what they're looking at. It, that is the segment they're looking at off- offloading the property tax burden from, from commercial onto residential. So I would hope there's some fine tuning with that policy as a result. It's going to be something that we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on here at Business in Vancouver. One of the things that maybe you can add some insights here, but where is Vancouver stacking up right now versus other jurisdiction in Western Canada in terms of commercial real estate? I, I keep on thinking about how the economy is doing in Alberta, whether we do have people you know, speculating about uh, an upward trajectory for the Alberta economy. Maybe it's time to get in there. What's your overall take on you know Vancouver versus other jurisdictions in Western Canada? Yeah, I do think Vancouver will continue to outperform, especially on the industrial side uh, and the office side. Uh, both, uh, I mean, Vancouver and the office from a, a vacancy perspective, I believe is number two in North America, only behind Toronto. And we're seeing tremendous uh, tech growth uh, that is really driving a lot of that demand for office space. Uh, industrial, you know, continued GDP growth provincially. Uh, the forecasts, although slowing, are very good for, for the province going forward. We've got tremendous population growth, uh, you know, for the next 20 to 30 years. I believe they're forecasting adding a million new residents to Metro Vancouver. So all of this needs, whether it's industrial, office, retail, all the commercial land groups to support that that, that population, that GDP growth. So I do think the fundamentals are very strong here uh, for Vancouver. Uh, Alberta, I don't know what the future holds. Uh, you know, Calgary, the industrial has been fairly good at treading water. Uh, and, um, you know, it's performed quite well, notwithstanding the overall pressures, downward pressures on the Alberta economy. I think Edmonton is going to be interesting to see with, uh, it's very much a, a government jobs town as much that uh, there is um, all of the uh, the jobs that support the um, the oil infrastructure there and that being said with the new government uh, it wouldn't be surprised if we see some government layoffs uh, which could trickle down into both the housing market and, and uh, commercial real estate sectors in Edmonton in the next couple of years depending on what the growth uh, or lack thereof in, in uh, government jobs is. One of the numbers that I had heard thrown out there was under the NDP government, they had added about 70,000 uh, government jobs over the last four years. I don't know how accurate mm. that is, okay. but I can tell you under Jason Kenney, you know, we might, I think we're, we're certainly going to see some of those jobs um, reduced. Um, conservative government uh, view on that would be to, you know, cut um, bureaucracy. So it wouldn't surprise to see that happen and have that trickle-down effect into the market there. Well, last thing I want to ask you about, though, and you alluded uh, to it earlier, but with regards to office uh, capacity here in downtown Vancouver, especially very low vacancy rates, you pointed out we have a lot of uh, tech companies coming in. I'm thinking about, like, say, Amazon. They're scooping up uh, the old Canada Post building, and they need even, even more and from what I understand, what they're going to right now is the co-working spaces. And I'm wondering what kind of influence these co-working spaces are having on, I guess, the availability and the, the vacancy rates here in the city. And they're certainly a big driver of the absorption. I think when all the dust uh, settles in the next year or two and, and call it WeWork, uh, you know, commits or executes on all their leases that they've, they've signed up and, 
is in the space. They are going to be the largest um, tenant uh, in Metro Vancouver in terms of office space. So that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see whether their business model proves out. It's, it's wildly successful, I'm told, locally um, in this market. But if you look at WeWork's you know, financial statements, they leave a bit to be desired. So uh, from a, a landlord's perspective, I think there's it's a difficult decision whether you want a tenant uh, such as that in your building, considering, you know, uh, the risks there. And a single tenant that takes a tremendous amount of space is always a risk from a, a landlord perspective. So I do think uh, long term, though, the office market is very strong here. We, we can thank some of the populist rhetoric in the U.S. for that. Um, it's resulting in a lot of um, job growth. We, we have tremendous um, immigration here, uh, skilled workers that are coming in. I think we're really benefiting from the combination of um, that strong growth population uh, here and moving of jobs that otherwise would be going towards Silicon Valley or the Pacific Northwest in the U.S. Right. Well, hey, Eric, fascinating insights. I really do appreciate you making time to chat with us today. My pleasure. I appreciate it. That's Eric Horry. He is Senior Vice President at Trez Capital. And stay with us. We'll be back right after this. And that was Eric Horry. Of course, he's the Senior Vice President at Trez Capital. And that's it for our show today. I want to thank everyone for listening. You can find our archives on Apple Podcasts and Stitchers. For now, I'm Tyler Orton.